Hello and welcome to episode one, three, six of the Day Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where this week two of us come together each week to talk about K-pop and whatever is current in the K-pop industry. Uh, this week we were kind of stripped for topics, so but we've got some fun stuff. Um, so this <laughs> if, week we're if, if torturing <laughs> yourself is fun. <laughs> yes, um, we're reviewing a single. This is which is not usually normal, but uh, I'm kind of glad we're talking about this symbol, single. So I'm yeah, looking yeah, forward yeah. to that. Um, we got a new mini album to review, and then a unfortunate topic, but we'll get to that. So yeah. Um, as always, I'm joined by Andrew, who usually has three things. Only two things, really, this this time around. So two things. I might just do it like one K-pop thing and then one non-K-pop thing, just to make the, our life easier. So, uh, I walk into um like Dan's class on Thursday, you know, do my the usual thing, take diet dance with DJ. The class after that was they were teaching uh, Adios by Everglow, and I oh, swear cool. to God. There's at least sixty people in that room, <laughs> all trying to take all trying to take the same class. And like this is the, the, these aren't like big rooms, mind you. Like they're it's like it's pretty decent size, but it's not supposed to. It's not intended for sixty people to all be dancing in like the same space. It's so, cool that many people want to dance to Everglow though. Oh, like Everglow is insanely popular for I Love Dance, or at least like like. When they first released like Bombo and Chocolat, that was a popular class. It seems like Adios is a popular class again. Like, it's just definitely the metric. I think I'm, just, I guess, a good thing to judge off of like how popular this group is, especially here in America. That's awesome. And I mean, like, hey, they're doing well with. Uh, I mean, I have my issues with the song, but I mean, they're doing well with freaking. I think no, Adios already passed um, Bombo and Chocolat in views, like in like two weeks. That's insane. So I don't think I've seen the music video for it. I think I just listened to the song. Oh, the music video. The music video looks like you you definitely like spent a lot of money on it. So if if you want to okay, go check cool. that out, but um, yeah, no, like this is like they're definitely legit in terms of like their popularity. So they're probably gonna tour here soon. Um, nice. Like, that was just, well, especially that was just, since we didn't get to see them at KCON. <laughs> yeah, since yeah, they get they get nuked uh, off of the KCON, both KCONs. But yeah, I've just I was just yep. really surprised at how many people like ended up showing up. Uh, another one, just like a non-K-pop sort of topic, is <laughs> something very relevant to uh, recent um, life and times with sports. Uh, there's this player called Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio Brown used to play for the Steelers. <laughs> He had a fight with everyone on the Steelers, and they traded him to the Oakland Raiders. So he was so happy at first, he got traded to a different team. Then he starts doing all this stuff. First, he... Do you know what a cryo chamber is? Like, like the thing that, like... At, like, like you at, freeze like, yourself in ice? N- well, not really. It's just, like... It's, like, a really, like... <laughs> basically, think of it as, just like, you're in, like, a... Like, you go into, like, a booth thing, and then you just... It's for, like, muscle freeze. recovery and all that sort of stuff, and, like, it's cold and everything. Oh, okay. It's, like, so you're icing your muscles. Yeah, so he goes into one of those That's cool. without shoes, and this is like oh. negative temperatures, by the way. He gets frostbite oh. on his feet, can't play for like the first few weeks of practice and oh everything. Oh my god. Then he has this thing with his helmet, like he, he wants to use a specific helmet or whatever, um, like, but he can't use it because like the it's not up to safety standards. Then he has an argument with like the general manager, he calls him a racial slur, ends up getting cutted, cut from the team today, and a few hours <laughs> later... Ends up on the New England Patriots, so that's like, like for those that don't like know anything like with now he's um, your problem. Yeah, now he's our problem. Well, the thing is, so he's a really, it's like he's probably the best, like put, like one of the best like receivers in football right now. So basically, okay. think of it as like, 
he's like sports is one of the few like uh like occupations where you can act like a total like like an, a, a total like you can act like a total tool and an ass and somehow sort of still be successful <laughs> or just like basically he he had like a he had a temper tantrum and ended up upgrading his situation like which I, which is like job security like i wish i had like i like i wish i could just go into like my job make him make a ruckus and then just somehow get a pay raise out of it but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know just very weird very interesting start to the season which starts tomorrow technically but yeah football amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> all right i'm jacob and uh actually blono is you found it me it's right here you found it or did you buy another switch copy? games no it's right here it's right next to the switch games on my shelf i'm trying to point to it yeah, yeah but you found yeah. it yes <laughs> you I have bought it. A new i'll just say like all right i have blono i'll just point to it every every week <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah um I guess moving on, we can go into our first topic then, which mm. is uh, CLC's new single, which, spoiler, I thought was pretty good. Hey, you can lead the you can lead the music stuff. So go. All right, it. cool. Uh, so I figured the way I structured my uh, my notes was like music first and music video. Mm. So I guess we could probably do that. Yeah, that's that's how I usually um, do my notes. So go ahead. Yeah. All right. So. For Devil, um, which is the name of the single, as you can probably tell from the title of the the topic video at least. Um, overall, I thought this was a really strong single for CLC following up for me, which I quite liked. Um, and then before that, No, which was which we definitely were not so thrilled with, to say the least. No. Um, <laughs> That's probably the only reason. Oh like, the rest God. of the song isn't that bad. Like, I've, I've definitely softened yeah. up on it over, like, the months, but... Yeah, the, the song itself would be good if they but didn't... But now... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we even said that, I think, when we first reviewed yes, it. Yes, that was, like, our whole talking point, is we hate the no part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, the entire hook of the song. <laughs> That's the entire point of the song, but... Yeah. All right, so, do anyways... They, wait, speaking um, of... Did they even say devil in this song? Like... Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Like, even Korean, do they say it? I have no idea. Um, Let us know in the comments if they say devil at all throughout this song, because I, I don't realize... I don't think they did. Okay. Um, one second. I messed up my window. Anyways. Um, so, uh, I'm mostly happy with the fact that they're trying a new style for their music after, like, largely sticking to, like, kind of the same formula of producing, like, hype club, like, hype club yeah. bangers, much in the vein of... Uh, like four minutes like later era with uh um crazy and hate which are the which somehow became four minutes like probably two most popular songs but i think it's just because k-pop was starting to grow around that time so it kind of makes sense but yeah ever since hobgoblin they've been pretty much following that that same style except for copy pasta uh, type thing except for where are you yeah, where are Which you? was really good, but nobody cared about yeah, it. Yeah, nobody cared about it because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. They don't have taste over there in Korea. <laughs> yeah, so while I did enjoy that for, that style like the first few times, I think it was starting, I think at this point it's starting to get into beating a dead horse territory. Yeah. So I'm really glad that they're trying a new style, especially with, uh, you know, Devil having such a catchy melodic hook with, which is like a huge departure from like drop choruses we've mm -hmm. kind of become used to in their past few works. Um, 
Which, although I will give him credit, they kind of switched it up a little bit with me. I thought it was really catchy with in that song. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I I hope this this song catches on with their fan base enough for them to continue, like experimenting me too, me too. with this sort of song. Um, yeah, like instrumentally, I really enjoy like the use of guitar as like the light clap like percussion. I think that was really nice. And uh, in the current like landscape of things, I think it sounds pretty fresh. Yeah. Because yeah, there's nothing uh, out there. there's nothing that sounds like this at least in mainstream K-pop. If you yeah, like nowadays mo- everything's m- yeah everything's mostly like EDM based at the moment. Yeah. So, um, as for the rap section, I think this is one of Yan's best raps in and CLC singles at least. Um, and yeah, the uh, the lighthearted vocals are really easy to listen to, and I think it makes for the song to be you know like just a fun easy listening experience so i think overall is a great song Mm. yeah so for my thoughts on the music like to just put it in a nutshell very easily this song is basically what pepe would sound like if they did it with 2019 clc like that's the yeah that's the the first thing i immediately thought of just when i heard this song was just how much it's almost drawing back to that type of style where you know you're drawing back to almost like 50s 60s era type music pepe with a bit more of a big band Mm. influence this is definitely some type of like surf rock type of feel um yeah i like that actually if that could be like if that could be clc's whole concept just updating like older styles of music and modernizing it a bit i don't i'd be all in on that i know like that might not Mm. be everyone's sort of uh, like scene but i feel like it, it was executed very well here um yeah other stuff it reminds me of is like Again, in terms of the, the guitar and how it works and how retro it sounds, is like uh, My Chemical Romance had the song called Na Na Na, like back a, a oh, few yeah. years back. Yeah, yeah. Very similar, like guitar progression, or it kind of sounds like Gnarls Barkley had a song called Run. Um, that was basically kind of like this, too, like this soulful, like rock filled um, type of modernized retro uh, sound. So I really like it's a good concept just straight out the, like the gate. Again, it's not something that. You know, especially girl groups are doing all too often. I guess the, like the last yeah. really like retro concept group that we had was Wonder Girls, and they're long gone. Yeah. So this is a really cool, unique type of um, song for them to go after. Um, so yeah, particularly my favorite parts outside like the vocals is um, you know the guitar. Obviously, I'm gonna love the bass line being a bassist myself. Organs. Mm-hmm. We need more like those like really like old school style like organ um, playing in more music because it's such a cool sound. Um, I know a lot of gets that just gets replaced by electronic synths, but I, I love just the sound of organ. Um, that drum fill into the chorus, I love too, and it's kind of so, it's kind of funny because um, like Pepe had a very similar type of drum fill in, in that song as well. Um, I do like Yen's rap part, but I don't like how they sort of um, changed it over into like a trap like breakdown over that. Yeah, I mean like for the instrumental, yeah, like it's fine. I guess it's they're trying. I guess it's part of them trying to modernize the song. But I thought it would have been way more interesting if they tried to you know do like a sort of modern style like uh, K-pop idol rap over this Hmm. instrumental. I think like imagine if they uh, like switched into something like a like a very like rhythmic like uh, acoustic guitar or something something like that. Or no, like um yeah. I'm just like brainstorming, I guess. I'm just thinking of like, uh, for example, like Tablo's song, Thank You for Breathing. He literally is like rapping over acoustic guitar. I think that would work in the current style. Mm. But yeah, something like that other than trap. Like we'll get into it with the next review, but I'm getting sick of trap so much. 
Yeah, well, I mean, with this, I feel like you could have just stripped all the instruments back down, left the drum, like, the like the drum instrumental back, and that would have mm-hmm. been a cool, like, there's a lot of sort of that, like, type of fusion hip-hop where you sort of take, like, like rapping and put it, like, Norris Barkley did a lot of that, too, like, not necessarily with rapping, but just with singing specifically, where, like, you're taking, like, old-school-style, like, uh, instrumentals and putting, like, modern type of singing and rapping over it. And mm-hmm. I thought that would have been that would have so been so interesting and probably would have been my favorite part of the song if they sort of changed it up in that manner. Um, but one thing also with the hi-hats, like, what if they literally just had a guy play an actual snare, like... Yeah, that that's what I'm thing. thinking. Just sometimes, like, like nice, just like snare fill, like, like, like drum solo type of thing. Like, again, yeah. there, there's so much more that's interesting than you that you could have done with it than just doing your, you know, your your garden variety, you know, trap breakdown. Um, yeah. Probably my favorite. Well, another part that I wish was kind of longer would be like the bridge where they kind of have like the da 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 da, where they go kind of go into like a different key a bit. So um, that was nice too. So yeah, basically just out. This might be my favorite, at least music-wise, favorite single from CLC of 2019. Just, I really like. Yeah, I think so too. I like this change, and again, again, it's they're not just being a straight-up copy of something else. They're really like bringing a fresh new sound to this group. Um, again, I, I don't think I honestly don't think it'll be as successful as something like me or um, or No is, but I, I want I want a full album of this. This would be awesome in terms of like trying, yeah. trying to build a concept around. So we'll see. We'll see how they do uh, going forward. Mm. I think uh, I'm definitely happy with them going in this style. Like like you said, with the comparisons to Pepe, like I think that's definitely fitting. Also, like Pepe is probably my favorite like old CLC single. Oh, that's my so, favorite CLC song of all time. <laughs> yeah, like wait, more than who are you? Yeah, um, or where are you? I mean, I don't. Maybe maybe it's just it's maybe one A one B, but like I. I I, Pepe is super underrated in terms of yeah. Just, no, like, I think Pepe is awesome. Yeah, I really hope they continue expanding on this style. I think this is a good uh, niche to sort of evolve into, and maybe they could even go like maybe a half step in between their old style and this. I mm-hmm. think that would even work fine. Mm-hmm. Um, like the catchy melodic like choruses, I think are really awesome. Like. Like, more and more in K-pop, we're losing that in favor of, like, easy, lazy drop choruses. And I'm like, this is not what I like K-pop for, I guess. So, I'm really happy to see this. That was the foundation of K-pop was you have some type of catchy chorus or yeah. like 90% of it's in English so that like international fans can sort of get a, come across that. So mm-hmm. yeah, in a way this is very, I, like I, our discord, by the way, during our, during our discord, which will lit, um, like uh, I think Sam was talking about how it reminded her of a lot of like old third gen stuff or like second gen stuff. Yeah. Like again, it's definitely, it's something that's probably fresh to a lot of new K- K-pop listeners, K-pop fans, but something that definitely yeah. feels sort of familiar to us that have been following the scene for a while. To be honest, I kind of I kind of blame Blackpink for the whole drop thing because <laughs> I mean, yeah, they became yeah, so yeah. popular and they proved that it does work it, it, with it, the, the, the with the masses. Yeah, and uh, other companies see that and they're like, "Oh, we need to do that too." Oh, well, because everyone and, wants a piece of the Western pie, but I, I really think yep. that, well, CLC should just focus on the domestic market right now. They need yeah, I, they, they, they got to build that they got to build that fan base right now because G Idol yep. was yeah. They yeah they they got to step it up so anyway yeah. the, the, the visuals or the music video we'll talk right, about now so I guess I don't have a ton to say about the music video but uh like while the music video it isn't anything like super crazy I think the, it gets the job well done enough in that it's it's nice and colorful uh, I thought their outfits were really nice mm. um I I really like the denim outfits in particular especially like whatever Sungyeon was wearing 
I couldn't really tell. I, I like think everything she's literally, that Sung-Yun wears. <laughs> I think Sungin's literally wearing a denim jacket that she put underneath her armpits and buttoned it up and they just tied the sleeves together in the front. <laughs> Pretty sure that's one of the top is. Fashion. I don't know, but it, it looks amazing on her. So everything I'll she wears it. is amazing. I've, and I then, like, uh, I, I'm in a deep existential crisis as to who my bias is. Is it Sungyun or is it Soren? Like, help just help me decide in the comments. I really don't know who, because I, I love them oh, both. I'm like, I'm fully Sungy. <laughs> because I like Soren just because she's I like her vocals and I like Soren, mm. but Sungyun or. Sungyun's just an insane, like, she didn't get to show much of it here, but she's just an insane dancer. I've just been really yeah, liking, yeah. like, her, like, the, the solo videos she's been doing as of late. But, and also, yeah, she had she had the best outfit in the, the whole, the whole music video here, so. Yeah. Oh, I, another, um, look, I really liked how Sunghee looked in the, uh, in the, uh, the section of the MV where they're, like, all wearing those, like, goth black outfits. <laughs> yeah. I thought she looked Towards really nice end. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, mm. uh. Yeah, the music video overall it was solid. I thought I thought they did a good job. It, even the music video kind of reminded me, like it, it's it's very much like an old style, it's like old like, K-pop. Yeah, where it's just everything is just like random, like super bright, colorful sets, and there's kind of yeah. like no reason for why <laughs> they're using yeah, any it, of it. It looked like something from like four plus years ago, probably. Yeah, yeah, because this that was very like before like K-pop had huge budgets and everything. That's this is what a lot of music videos looked like, just a lot of like random sets, that type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, in a way, almost everything about this was a throwback, so I liked it. I liked it in that aspect. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, not, not much else to say other than just my, my existential crisis between biases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so are we rating the single? Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't really give, I, I don't want to give it, like, a number grade or whatever, but I just yeah. want to give, like, general ideas that it's, I did not, I like... Again, everyone was kind of hyping up, like in terms of teasers, and I did not want to get my hopes up. Mm. But and I guess in that way, I did. I did a good job that I didn't get my hopes up, and it met my expectations. Yeah. No, it exceeded my expectations. I was not expecting CLC, who's just sort of been beating like the EDM banger drum for God knows how long at this point, to just go for a song like this. So, yeah, I could I could probably put this up there in terms of like how much I like this and. Uh, Pepe and where are you in terms of how much I like uh, or what my favorite singles are so yeah really good job on their part okay all right sorry for the cut um my computer was being stupid um I'm actually saying this for the second time because we messed it up again (laughs) after resuming but you don't need to worry about that um so yeah overall uh devil I think is a great single um I think this is the best thing they've come out with in a long long time Mm -hmm. and uh I really hope they continue to explore this sound and um, to elaborate on what Andrew said, I think this is easily their best single of 2019. So yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah, keep this up. Yeah, again, it's it gives them a distinct like something that's their own at least within with with how copycat everyone is as of late. Definitely, I would like them to sort of do their own thing. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, probably with their best single of 2019 and let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on clc's devil do you like the song do you like the new vibe do you want them to go back to edm bangers who should my bias be is it sung yun is it sorn i don't know please help me please someone actually comment who should my bias be (laughs) i'm just left hanging no it's not i'm sorry it's it's either one of those two so he underrated or elky if i'm gonna go with like I, i i stand everyone from produce so let us know in the comments. Yep. All right. Now we can go into topic two, <laughs> which is 
we are reviewing Simon Dominic's new album, uh, No Open Flames. <laughs> so yeah, for those that don't know, Simon Dominic, uh, former co-CEO of uh, AOMG. AOMG until he stepped down last year because the sort of management was sort of um, interfering with his sort of... Um, know ability to be an artist and that sort of thing so he stepped down um this is his first or he released an album last last year um and obviously he's gonna release another album this year and there's a lot of singles on it and yeah we're gonna talk about it like unusual review for us definitely um but i mean we really just didn't have anything else to review in all honesty so yeah we didn't have much to cover this week so we'll just uh, go with this we'll just go with this we're going we're working with what we have all right all right jacob you can read Starting out, we got uh, the intro. Um, I think the beginning half sounded really cool with the uh, the different like uh, samples and like sort of like robotic noises and stuff. I thought it sounded really cool. Um, I, like it started off really promising, but then it kind of uh, devolved into a like trap song towards the end, which I wasn't super thrilled with. But I don't think it necessarily ruined the the whole intro. So overall, I thought it was still solid. Um, but yeah, with trap again, I've I've said it before. It's I think it's a trope that needs to die, and you y'all already know my opinions on it. Because pretty much a lot of a lot of what K hip hop's just been doing is just following whatever they're doing here in America, and everyone's on trap. Yep. everyone's every, on like, trap every, because it's every, easy. Every and major artist is trap now, mindless. so it's, it's it's hard to. It's just the modern way of doing instrumentals now, so... Well, it's because it's easy to do trap. They just get one... They just get one drum pack and just fucking go to, <laughs> go to town. Go to town on, like, garage band and shit. Yeah. So, uh, That's all they that do. Makes, that being said, like, for, for my thoughts, I thought this was pretty much the only good song in the album. <laughs> Sorry. I thought one of the songs was really good. <sighs> Maybe towards <laughs> Spoiler the end. alert. <laughs> but, like, this is probably the only one I had no issues with. Because I yeah. thought the beat was interesting. I like the key, sort of like this ominous sounding piano like um, phrase that they kept repeating and doing in different keys. Um, as a fan of sound effects, I love, you know what, like the, like the beep beep, like kind of sound effect they're using in here is mm. the old ass, like you remember Nextel phones and like the sort of walkie talkie feature? Like that's the chirp sound it'd make whenever people would use the walkie talkie feature. <laughs> so oh, just, like, like when they'd like, they'd press the call button to make it ring or whatever. No, 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 no. Side, no. Is that what you mean? No, like, cause. Like, or when you'd press Sprint, the button for it to connect. So Sprint phones used to have like. On top of having like phone regular phone calls, they used to have walkie-talkie mm. features. So like, okay, you'd you'd hear the blip like sound when you press like the the call button, and then like that you'd make oh. your walkie-talkie thing, and then like it click I off. I gotcha. So I got gotcha. yeah, just like that, and that's just like that's quintessential like old school like two thousands hip hop right there. Just like making random like like there's nothing there's nothing more hip hop than making random like cell phone related references or noises. Just like every rapper rapped about mm. having a sidekick or <laughs> back in the day. We're, like, did you ever have a sidekick? They, no? they got the juke. They got the razor. Yeah, basically <laughs> you just rap about like oh, like technology of the time and just so yeah, like in that sort of way. It was a really cool. I mean like, the two the two thousands that definitely is fitting because 2000 is all about technology yeah so yeah just a right. little little tidbit a little history lesson for those of you that don't remember that um where that sound effect came from yes all right coming up next we got da times four da 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 da, 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 da. da. um we have do 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 we have do do <laughs> like it's, we got it's da, all, da, da, da. yeah we just have all these variations of da 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 
Alright. Um, so right off the bat, the the hook is way too repetitive. Like, why? The hook is literally just da 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 over and over again. Yeah, it's it's really annoying. Um the the beat is it's just generic and boring. Like I don't like again, I just think hip hop a lot of hip hop at least is really, really stale and like what I do listen to is just like I guess whatever the best stuff that comes out is. Whereas like I feel like in pop there's a much larger volume of stuff that's actually good that I can at least salvage with, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just yeah, I'm just I'm really there's an, frustrated. Because there's, there's a narrower there's just a narrower like sort of field to pull from. Like pop you can pull from almost every other like Genre, genre yeah. rap you're usually yeah. just pulling from rap so it just gets it just gets too like insular and yeah. incestuous after a certain point like one of the things like every it's no secret that like epic high is probably my favorite is easily easily my favorite korean hip-hop, hip-hop group and yeah. that's just because they're i don't know they're alternative like they don't do the same stuff and they don't do what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. so you know i think that's that's one way that i really respect them whereas this I feel like is it's just generic and it's doing what everyone else is doing. And there's mm-hmm. nothing special about it. Like um all that that being said, I thought Simon D's rap in the song was pretty decent. I thought his mm. pronunciation delivery was as good as I expect and uh yeah, he did a really good job of writing the beats on this song especially. Um so yeah, overall I thought this track was just okay and uh his actual rapping is what saved it. So Yeah. Yeah, it's it's his rap verses were delivered well, but the beat and hook are really generic and lacking. And the MV was also really generic. Yeah, you're, so. the MV is just your pretty much your standard like hip hop music video. Nothing too crazy. Yep. At least like this outfit that I took a screenshot of is the like the pink shirt or whatever it was nice. But I mean, nothing too yep. crazy in terms of the MV. But yeah, with the song again, like I, you know me, like that's the sort of thing I harp on a lot. Is I like I like hooks and choruses to be very catchy. Yeah. Um, creative lyrically, I'm just saying da 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 like it's tiring after a while. So yep. for how many? Yeah, it's just almost it, it's almost kind of insulting with how much lyrical creativity he showed in the rest of the song, just to sort of like do that kind of um, hook. Um, uh, speaking of lyrical genius, <laughs> unfortunately, like he has uh, some wonderful, wonderful thought provoking lines, such as quote. I'm gonna have a threesome with these both bitches. <laughs> Amazing. These both bitches. <laughs> these both Indeed. bitches. Indeed. Um, definitely the peak <laughs> of uh, lyrical, um, thought-provoking lyrical content here. Uh, I mean, this is probably like the less one of the less egregious ones of like of the songs on here. So yeah, this this was bad, but or I, it was annoying in terms of the hook. But I mean, the rest of it, I just it was all right. Yeah. It's just, yeah, overall the song is just, is okay, yeah. I guess. It's not offensive, it's just... Yeah, it's the least, of, it's the less offensive of yeah. of what we, we, we listen to on this album. Yeah, alright, so uh, coming up next we got Got, G-O-T-T, uh, which is featuring Moon, Woo, and Jackie Y, and... Jackie Y is the only one I know out of these three. Um, so. Moon, well, we covered Moon last year on releases. She's under Million Market. She was a female. Like, she had, like, this really oh, cool, okay. yeah, it's like, rap, like, sort of, like, sing rap, auto-tuned a bit type of thing. I gotcha. So, yeah, Moon's pretty cool. 
UMJ right. is another um, person under AOMG, I believe. Okay, cool. Um, so I thought immediately this was much better than da 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 da. Um, I think the beat is way more catchy. I thought Simon D's flow is way more bouncy and fun. Um, I thought the choice to include Jackie Y in the track was a really good choice. Oh, also Moon as well. I think having a female voice on this track was just a good choice. I think it just, uh, adds some flavor to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the other guy's voice. I thought it sounded like he was recording in his bedroom while trying to keep his mom from hearing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it kind of sounded like. Like, he was trying to be quiet. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like, I get the, like, I get that's on purpose for the whispering part, but, like, his overall rapping, like, it sounded like he was, like, trying to be quiet, I guess, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, yeah. And, uh... The music video for this I thought was actually cool. Like Dope this is one yeah. the one this is the one music video that actually looked really cool aesthetically. Like uh the the whole like plastic rap like murder concept I thought was really cool. So, yeah, overall this was actually a good track. Hmm. Um yeah, I definitely I I'd like this a lot more than uh da 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 whatever whatever we're going to call it. Um Though I'd say the only detriment here is that Simon D just gets outshined by all his features. <laughs> like he definitely yep. had, he has one of the weaker um, uh, verses on this uh, on the song with like Jackie Jackie Y definitely has the strongest one here. She comes in with a lot of energy. Definitely good befitting of the song. Um, mm. I didn't mind Uonjay's delivery as much because I felt like especially leaning into like the music video being like super whore gore just bloody and everything yeah it's like that really ominous sounding rapping style probably fits it um but because i mean just like with this song just simon d just did his it was just he just he kind of was just like one note in his delivery at least with a lot of these songs he didn't really change it up all too much so i did like that sort of just like adding a different element to it with just how quiet and creepy sounding his rapping style was moon definitely deserved a full verse because she really only got the hook and then like one part that led into like the second verse Mm. see i feel like she was a bit underutilized here so maybe that's why i'm not rating it as high because i like her she's a pretty good rapper yeah um, yeah. But yeah, I'd say like the my favorite part of this is easily like the music video. It's like super yep. B movie horror level type of stuff and just super gory. You like jazz. So, yeah. Not that B movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, uh, up next we have "Make Her Dance," which is featuring Loopy and Crush. Oh lord. Oh lord. <laughs> Um, this is another beat that I found to be annoying. Um, I mean, I guess it'd be fun at a party or something, but I would not like unironically listen to this song, I guess. Um, I wouldn't even ironically listen to this song in all honesty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't even ironically listen to it. Yeah. Um, like pretty much everything about the song is annoying. I thought the high pitched voice guy, which I pretty sure is loopy, loopy, especially he was not good. I did not like his part at all. I, I'd rather listen to Nails on a Chalkboard than yes. listen to that guy. Um, the, like, like, not even Crush style. could save this song. I didn't even think his part was good, oh, which yeah, I was kind of disappointed by. I was just like, Crush, save me from this torture. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> nope. And then the music the music video is, like, probably <laughs> the worst part. It's music like video's garbage. Yeah, it's, like, another generic rap it's video. It's just all these Asian twerking. girls pretending they're black. 
just straight up that's what that's what the, that's what the that's how you describe this whole thing it's just it's like when people talk about like cultural appropriation this is like what you do what you put on like the this is like the poster child of that it's just uh, straight garbage yep uh, i mean i think i see no i don't have anything nice good to say about this song in all aspects like i said the music video is garbage um it's just so uh, like you don't have to do music videos like this to make a banger like trap uh, song anymore. Like I don't know, like it, it, it just rubs me the wrong way. Just how a lot of uh, um, like people in the hip hop industry are talk about like, oh, you have to respect women and all that sort of thing. But they're just perfectly fine with women just being female decor. They're literally it's just like when the people say female decoration, it's literally the only value that they have in the music video is just there to be hot and just like twerk and shit. Like it's kind of demeaning mm-hmm. in a way that there's no purpose to their existence in that video other than just to be hot. And granted, that's a lot of music videos, but like at least usually when they have a cute girl in K-pop music videos, like, Oh, there's some type of story behind it. Like, Oh, that type of thing. Like there's no story to this whatsoever. It's just people they're they just literally just had a hot girl casting call and then they just had them like show up in the music video. Um, I don't know. Just like this song, like again, just like the, the it, it sounds like, like, like the dun, 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 like the beat or whatever. It just sounds like they did. Like they just picked like a random like melody in like garage band or something and tried to make a, like a sort of beat out of it. Um, like the band, the bumps, make her dance, bumps, make her dance thing is just literally, you're mm. just literally biting off of bands of make her dance, which is like an old school, like rap, like single type of thing. So it, there's nothing original about that. Uh, like you yep. mentioned loopy, his rapping is just grating. It's the singing is like grating, like rap singing. It's just, I did not enjoy it. Not good. Um, again, and I, I was really disappointed in terms of Crush attempting to save the song. I mean, there was a nice part where he had like a like he kind of went into like a minor key like singing part, but like even this can save it. I so for those that know how I review albums, I review like singles out of a three point five rate out of 3.5 this would get a zero because <laughs> there's just like mm. absolutely nothing of value with this type of song it's like even among like trashy like hip-hop songs this is just a wannabe mummy by jay park <laughs> like and it doesn't even yep. do that very well at all it's just when you're half-assing a half-assed song like that says something about like uh, and i think this is like one of the lead singles i mean i got like a million views or whatever so like, dude, you're 35. Don't you think you're a bit... Does you think you're a bit more mature for this type of thing? I don't know. Just just, just putting it out there. No. Like, I, I wouldn't... I would understand if, like, some 18-year-old, like, kid put out a stupid music video like this, but you're a grown-ass man, dude. You know, just act like one. Next, all right, we have Pose, which is featuring Yum Dada. I don't actually know how to pronounce I don't know how to pronounce that at all. Um... So with this song, like, I don't know, it just made me think basically all the beats on this album are generic and annoying for the most part, except for on Got. I thought there it was decent. Um, and uh, yeah, like even Simon D, I thought sounded annoying on this song. Yes. Super annoying. <laughs> like it's, it's just another just plain bad song. It doesn't appeal to any of my musical sensibilities i guess is the problem so yeah nothing super special about the music video either this one was probably the plainest of all of them 
Yeah, one of the second worst next to Maker Dance. Again, just like it's super grating the way he said pose, pose. Like it's he sounds he's trying to do like an accent or whatever, but just fucking annoying. Um, and I, I get it, I get it. They all pay attention to like American hip hop, and American hip hop loves doing this type of like braggadocio type of like super, like cocky, self-centered type of song. It's just so overplayed, though. If everyone's rapping about how much how much millions they got and like how badass they are, then no one's badass or has millions. Like, it's yep. just <sighs> there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing creative about this song, especially in terms of freaking yum da da. Or whatever is this yep. rapper. This might be the worst feature on the entire album. It just adds nothing of value to this song whatsoever. Um, the music video, at least there's some kind of, kind of like cool like effects in the video or whatever. But like they're wearing like do rags. It looks like a parody essentially of just like a hip hop music video. It looks like something like like yep. Donnie and Coney would do when they're trying to Rapping do a rap song. For Jesus. Yeah, just some type of like nonsense <laughs> like that. So. Oh, like I put. If you told me if it was a parody, like I wish, like I'm, like in my mind, I'm praying it's a parody. Like I, again, I really didn't look into the lyrics all too much, but yeah, just like it's just I couldn't like you can't make it through this music video or this song without like cringing, like even once. Yeah, just like just only once rather. Yep. All right. So uh, up next we have Room Type, which uh, compared to the last two songs, I thought this one wasn't too bad. <laughs> it's still not that good, but it's not terrible. Uh, I've other, uh, so I thought the singing parts were okay. Um, but like during the rapping, I feel like he's just trying to do his best Migos impression. Oh, that's what, that's exactly what I wrote in my notes. Oh my God. Yeah. Like he's literally just doing, making, he's just pretending to be Migos. Yeah. This is want to be Migos so much. So yeah, it's just bad Migos. <laughs> I think, yeah, that, I think that's what pissed me off even more because I mean, not, not that I'm a big fan of the Migos or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's like, it's, it's a perfect, it's a microcosm of why I, I was so frustrated with this album because it's, just, you're just biting off of everyone's doing over in the States or whatever. And I feel like at this point, like Migos has kind of played out. So like, you're yep. just like the Migos thing was like 2017, 2018, you're trying to do that yep. shit in like 2019, like bite at least try to bite off of something more recent. Ugh. Yep. Again, like the hook feels so half-assed him doing just like the singing stuff is, yeah, I mean, get very Migos-esque. The violin, the violin at the end was nice, but that's like the only redeeming ha- like aspect of this song, like whatsoever. Like, if I wanted to listen to Migos, I'd go. Li- if I wanted to listen to shitty Migos, I'd go listen to Migos. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't yep. need it. I, I don't need it. Like from Simon D. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. All right. Um. Next, we got <laughs> last but not least. <laughs> We're just burying this whole album. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like he keeps doing, he keeps making the same mistakes on every track except yeah, for one. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, it's just like once is fine, twice is maybe like forgivable, but like like after a the while, like, this whole album was a mistake. Yes. <laughs> just put that like, on, like I, just just put that as like the like the pull quote like you know like when they make like the commercials it's like truly Daybox said this whole uh, this whole album, album was, was a mistake. mistake. <laughs> 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 oh. All right, next we got Yay Ain't Gang featuring Jay all day and Simo. Um. So yeah, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse again, but like it's another repetitive and annoying hook. Um. Yeah, the song didn't sound good at all until the, he goes in after the beat drop. That section I thought was good because his rap performance was actually decent. Oh, yeah, but the definitely. hook is so fucking annoying. 
Yeah, and then both of the featured artists' verses were te- were not good. Yeah, I wouldn't say terrible. They were just not good. Oh no, I'm gonna say terrible. Like they killed the song <laughs> for me. Like I would have liked yeah, the song so good. much more if it was just Simon D. Because this is easily his best. It's his best rap verse by a country mile on the entire album. Just yeah, because again, I, I, if you listen to his like previous album, like Dark Room, I love what he does good rapping against like Boom Bat and like old school. The other yeah. time when he does well is like Angry Simon D. And man, he just fucking yes. killed it on this like track, like. Just again, like he got like the yelling and like he got like the the mood of the song. Like he, yeah, he really was the driving force of the entire song, which is why when it switches to the uh, the features, it's just, like mood's dead. Like it doesn't matter how hot this beat is, they just they're just rapping over like uh, like super. Like there's no life to their singing whatsoever. Like they, it sounds yeah. like they should be on they should be on got with um one J with like just how like like sort of subdued their rapping style is. So yeah, yeah, it's just. Even the songs I like have issues with it, and that's just that's probably what makes it more frustrating than just me outright hating the song. Is just, there's there's stuff to like here, but stupid decision. And I get it, I get it. Everyone has to have features. You got to feature all your friends and your boys and everything. But make sure they can rap, please, for the love of God. Make sure they're good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like I if think... I, like, I I have no rapping skill whatsoever, but if all it takes to be a good rapper is just to talk in a mic like this, like I, like, yeah. <laughs> like I have no hope left for my future, and I just want to kill myself. I can rap yeah. like that just very easily. Um, I can tap into those emotions very easily. So, you know, Simon yeah, D, if I, you need someone to feature on your next album, call me. <laughs> yeah, I think really. Um, like, the biggest problem with this album is just how shallow it is, like... Oh, there's, yeah, there, just, there's no artistic he value to, here whatsoever. He needs to, like, Mino J Park, for example, like, that was, like, like that was legitimately, like... That's his best song. <laughs> yeah, like, it's from the heart, he's literally, like, turning, like... For me, exa- uh, for me, at least, like, I think when a artist, like, points their, like their scope inwards toward themselves and how they feel and uh like how they see things i think um i don't know they just prefer they just produce better work whereas like this is just superficial nonsense i, I mean, guess hip-hop games like, kind of like that again like you got to build yourself up as a bit larger than life character but i mean there's better ways of doing that than whatever yeah, i don't know it's here. just like again i i don't mean to just like bring up epic high every time i talk about a rapper i don't like but like i feel like they just set a good example in that they're rapping about something and they have a concept and they have uh, a vision i guess and this is not yeah, I, any I of that you, yeah, there, you know there's, what I there, mean? there's been enough rappers that rapped about how much money they have and how many quote unquote bitches they screw or whatever. That exactly, it's just like, the impact like even, is lost this far into the 21st century at this point. So yeah, like even on a even when he features on a pop song, like for example, like like uh, Tiffany Heartbreak Hotel, his verse on that was good, like because he's actually rapping about something. Like this is just about nothing. You know what I and mean? No, if you listen, if you listen to his last album, Dark Room, I really like that. Like, like again, just boom bat, like really classic, really good rapping style. Like, I know yeah. you don't want to do the same thing over and over again, but dude, how do you go from freaking Dark Room to to this shit? Like, it's just, it, I'm less like angry at the album and more just disappointed because we know how good of a rapper Simon D can be, and there's no. There's people younger than you that are doing way more interesting stuff, so. Yeah. This isn't the time to rest on your laurels and do like the generic 
like braggadocio rap album. Yeah. It's time for it's it, it, it's time for you, you to need step to up your game. Yourself. Like yeah. you, you like this is a direct call out. I guess I guess very hip hop of me. Like you step down from your um your position as the CEO so that you can sort of focus on your craft more. And this is the type of album you put out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should be the CEO again if it was if it was making you if it was, you know, putting that much pressure on you so that you you put out something like Mino J Park. I yeah. don't know, like like uh, I well even like when he's back in like Supreme Team, like his like their song uh Dang Dang Dang, that song is freaking hype and it's fun and it's not like this, I guess. Like nobody sounds like that. Also like uh his features on a lot of old older like K hip hop and stuff. Like it's fun, it's nice, it's awesome. I just feel like this is just not him and it's him channeling other people and that's a big problem. Yeah. So I mean before we get into like to, to barbarity this any further, let's just probably get the score. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright. So I'm sure everyone already knows what we're gonna get at with yeah. our score. So here. for rating uh for music, like I don't know. I, I I felt like this was like the best I could give it is uh, I gave it a two out of seven for music and then for concept I gave it a one out of three which by the way was carried upon carried by the amazing music video for got but then the mm. other three music videos were terrible so yeah um, one out of three for concepts so overall I gave it a three out of ten uh, as always I split my I split my seven points for music into 3.5, 3.5 singles, of which there were many. I gave like, pretty much everything except intro and room type is getting scored in the single <laughs> thing here. So for that, I gave one out of 3.5 points because yeah, most of it mm. was bad. Um, yeah. Album. So again, like the intro was the best song on this album. So... Uh, I gave it two out of three point five points, and that's even me being a bit dangerous there. Concept, I gave one out of three because again, the only music video I really liked was uh, "Forgot." So that is a four out of ten total. So, um, uh, third man in the booth is Cooper. He gave when he listened to the album, he said, "Why are you making me listen to this?" <laughs> and thusly, he gave the album a two out of ten, just like flat out. <laughs> So, 2 plus 3 plus 4 divided by 3 is a 3. Is a three. <laughs> this is the lowest score I believe we've ever given on Truly Daybok in history. It's, so It's not too like to take it back. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> just take it back, please. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I, w- I wouldn't listen like a lot of stuff I do listen to in like my free time. I would not return to anything on this album personally, but I mean you know, I get, I get take, the, take the album back or at least got as a single and move on yeah <laughs> so what is that what are your guys thoughts on simon dominic's uh no open flames do you like this type of rap music are we completely off base with you know our gripes with all the music here and the album and everything um definitely let us know in the comments especially if you're in if you enjoy this type of thing i would like to hear um especially k-hip-hop fans view on this album yep all right so, uh, with that, I guess we can move on to the next topic, topic three, which uh, I guess I'll let Andrew lead. So, this topic will be called, or this series of topics is going to be about FX, and it'll be like it's called, like, 10 years with FX, the end of an era, I guess. So, yep. um, 
because it really is like the end of an era when you really think about it with all of this um, news that's coming out. So we're going to split this sort of FX thing into two topics. This first topic will be talking about the news about everyone leaving and everything. The second topic will be more about our memories and everything. So you can click on that uh, when it comes out. Uh, so getting into, again, the sort of news that came out this week, uh, basically uh, first uh, Amber uh, announced that she was leaving SM Entertainment. She put out this post on Instagram and I believe Twitter maybe um, like that said like, oh, I finally um, I decided not to resign with SM Entertainment and like I enjoyed my time yep. there and everything. I thank everyone and all that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> she signed a new contract with uh, Steel Wool Entertainment. I, it's not something I'm familiar with. Um, Weird name. Yeah, I don't know. Um but she plans out on putting out a new album this year, so that's probably why she was more compelled to leave SM because SM probably didn't have the resources or didn't want to promote a new album from Amber, so she decided to strike it on her own, which she has done it before, so um, it's nothing new for her. Um, Victoria uh, also seems to have... She put out a similar message saying, like, oh, thank you for, I think like SM for all like the time I had there and everyone like she didn't explicitly say that she was leaving but it, the message seems like she was leaving yeah. granted she's just been in China, China. for the past couple of years understandable know, puppeting uh, Chinese propaganda on Instagram um Rip. yeah uh about that but it seems like she sort of announced her leaving through that means as well um also, SM put out a uh, notice saying that Luna did not renew her contract when it came up. She didn't explicitly say she was leaving, but her not renewing the contract definitely sort of points in that direction. Um, yeah, just pretty much everyone's sort of been out. Like even uh, So the surprise thing was um, Crystal and uh, Crystal, Luna, and Amber all performed at uh, SM Town in Japan, and everyone was shocked that Crystal came back because she's sort of been under mm. the radar, hasn't been doing like any type of music for the past yeah. like year or so um so it was kind of a surprise that she and she like an article came out that she's like she said she's straight up not interested in singing or dancing anymore she's more interested mm-hmm. in like acting and modeling so yeah it was kind of surprised and i mean in retrospect it was probably they went like one last performance before they all went their separate ways type of yeah. thing so um especially since victoria was basically already gone at that point yeah victoria was 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 back it was just it was just uh um amber luna and crystal at that point so it was yep. yeah just those three so yeah i mean what are your thoughts i mean i know you for like us has been us we are pretty big fx fans it's just no surprise to some degree uh, I mean, we yeah get i'm to, not like, i'm not I'm not super surprised. Like, mm. although this is kind of funny. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Sully is the only one who's still at SM. Yes, that is the funny <laughs> thing here. Sully was the first person to leave um, FX, group. but she's the only one at SM, like contracted yeah. under SM right now, which is hilarious. Yeah. Well, Crystal, I think still is, but she's probably just waiting for her contract to. Oh, Crystal's yeah, Crystal's expire, gone. So. The second she leaves, yeah. she's like she's probably yeah, she's she's gone. Like she hasn't been doing anything for them really. Um, yep. and yeah, I, I'm, but, but yeah, I'm not super surprised about all this cause we haven't gotten anything from them since nothing, all mine, which is basically their goodbye single at this point. Oh, and <laughs> which just, came out in what? 2016, 2017. Tw- yeah. Yeah. 2016. Cause we covered that as part of like SM station. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it though, has there, has there been any contact between the rest of the members and Sully like since like she uh, left? Pff- I don't think so in public. I mean, again, people comment down below to correct us if we're wrong. 
Um, but yeah, I haven't seen anything. Like I've yeah, seen clips know- of like Taeyeon and Wendy um, visiting Sully's like exhibit for something. But yeah, that's, that's it. That's kind of sad though, because I mean, because like I know how still, even though they've all been doing their own thing, I know how close like Amber and Crystal and Luna and to some degree like Victoria are. Mm-hmm. Um, like they all they all support each other and like publicly on it like social media and visit each other. Like that's the whole before all of this came out. Like like they were like Crystal and like Amber and Luna. Like they were all hanging out together. Like even yeah. after like the content and everything. So like those three definitely seem like they're still sort of like tightly knit. But it's yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. That, yeah, the, the rest of the members of this sort of, like, really big girl group of, like, their era just don't talk to each other anymore. And I mean, maybe that's just sort of, like, the reality of things. It's just people grow out. And I mean, like, it, it was the same way with uh, uh, people like um, Chris Wu and Tao. Like, he's, like, the, yeah. he, he went on radio saying, like, he doesn't talk to anyone on EXO anymore because he, yeah. it's so different. Like, they just grew apart, I guess. So that sucks. Mm-hmm. But I guess another thing we can talk about in just in terms of news would be just... Do you think SM will give them like a proper burial, so to speak? Like, do you think they will like give like honestly, a proper like ending to the group, or are they just gonna like keep it in perpetuity as they've been? Honestly, have been doing? I think I think SM's not gonna do anything, and they're just gonna not say anything about it. To be honest, uh, I I think that's the way they're going to, because that's the way they've been handling this whole situation the entire time. Mm. Is just say nothing and hope people forget about it. I guess. Um. It's yeah, just so it's so underhanded to some degree because they weren't when they did that SM Town performance. Um, it's, it's weird. They basically haven't done anything since Sully left the group besides yeah. four walls. Yeah, that was it. Um, but pretty much all the when they performed in Japan, it wasn't advertised as Amber Luna and Crystal or, or like whatever. It was advertised as FX. FX. Like it, yeah. yeah, like they they advertised it as the group um, showing up at um, the the event. So yeah. Yeah, that's sort of just, like, the unfortunate reality of it is just they're going to keep... I mean, like, I'm sure, like, if you're if you're a big FX fan out there, you're, like... It's just the pain is numbed at this point because you, you've mm-hmm. just been dealing with this for years, so it's not... It shouldn't be any any type of shock by any yeah. means, by any degree, so... Um, yeah, but it would just be nice, especially out of respect to both the, the group members and the fans, to just let and the them. the fans, yeah. Yeah, just let them just like let them have their peace after all this time to just you know get the closure and just so they can move on. Because <laughs> yeah, just oh, like wow. leaving that, um, leaving even the tiniest hint of an opening just is torture. I'm I'm sure. Wow, yeah, I'm looking at their Wikipedia page and the under years active, they literally put 2009 to 2016. Oh. Yeah, so basically Wikipedia is like, yeah, they were done like three years ago. We, yeah. We've been new this. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Oh, but, I mean, so what do you think sort of is the trajectory for like everyone? I mean, you know, like they're all doing their own thing. But... Um, yeah, I think Amber is going to continue putting out solo music. Um, I don't know how good it's going to perform if she keeps doing the same like sort of style but i mean if that's what makes her happy that's fine if she can still support herself whatever i think you know yeah, it's, I think she's, it's not my thing but if she can keep doing that i think that's good yeah i think she's pretty much just gonna rely on almost an american fan base at this point because i don't really know yeah. how much of a i know i don't know how much of a fan base she has left in korea 
like just like st- yeah. or we'll follow um, her after I, this unfortunately I, so. I think I don't think she's gonna stay in Korea I think she'll go back to the no, US she, I mean she's been living here for years at this point yeah. so yeah exactly like she probably like, yeah, she, whatever she's gonna she do did, is gonna be here if she in did continue doing anything in Korea she'd probably do uh, like variety programs and stuff like that maybe but so. that, that's that, yeah that's probably be the only extent of it yeah um, so, um, like Luna. as for Crystal oh or Luna Crystal. okay yeah, so for Crystal, I I think she's just going to continue uh, acting in dramas and stuff. I think she'll definitely stay in Korea. Um, I think once her contract's over, we're definitely going to see her with Jessica a lot more. Oh, um, I mean, they, they have a variety show together. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. Is Wait, is that already out? I think. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but... I, I knew it was coming out. Um, yeah, I think we'll see a lot of, a lot of stuff there. Uh, Luna... I think she'll continue doing music. She'll continue driving us crazy with her Instagram account. And <laughs> I, I'm actually, yeah. I was actually kind of surprised when I heard that she didn't resign because I thought she, because uh, she, mm. she's been getting a lot of stuff over the years. From, yeah, I from SM. So well, I wouldn't say a lot, but yeah, like more like than the other we, members are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got two albums, which is more than a lot of people can say, I guess. Yeah, uh, as I, a soloist at SM, but I don't know. Um, like I don't know what I, I who does she sign with, who do you think she signs with? I don't know. Didn't she already sign with someone else? No, I didn't. I, I have, we haven't even heard of her if her officially leaving outside of her contract expiring. Oh. So okay, yeah. Uh, like if she leaves, which yeah, I I think she leaves. Um, and I don't know who she'd sign with. Um, probably just a random company. To be well, maybe, honest, maybe she does it on her own. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, she 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 definitely has the strongest fan base remaining out of everyone. In she in might FX. she might also just continue doing musicals and stuff because I know she does that a lot. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I she feel participates like, in a lot of musicals. Yeah, but in terms of music, yeah, she might just like strike out on her own, or who knows? Like she joins, yeah. I don't know, some. I don't know, random music. Maybe she joins P Nation. I don't really don't know. Anything's up in the air, I guess, at, at this point, but. Yeah, I mean, if knows? she's interested, if she's still interested in c- continuing her career as an idol, I mean, she could just like call it quits, but she, cause she is, yeah, she is uh, quote unquote up there for an idol. So, yep. Um, and then Victoria, we are, we already know what she's doing already. She's so. just gonna, she, she's, 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 she's busy. <laughs> she's busy talking about how, how much Hong Kong belongs to China and everything. Yeah. So she can stay over there. I'm sorry. Uh, and right. then, yeah, we, it's, Sully, what the heck is Sully going to do? I have no idea. Uh, well, I mean, Sully's been doing stuff like she's, uh, I was surprised she released music this year, which was really yeah, good. Yeah, I did not. Well, cause I thought she left SM out, right? I did not know that she was, she left, I didn't know it was just, she left FX, but was still under SM. Like yeah. that was a surprising thing to me when she released, well, I forget the name of the song, but, uh, Goblin, I think it was called. Which wasn't bad, but I was just like, "What?" I thought she was completely done with music, or like I thought she was just gonna like act and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that that was that was a bit of a surprise too. But yeah, I, I really don't know what I don't. I don't think she's gonna be an idol anymore. I think she'll maybe maybe that's. Nah, like I think she'll. I think she'll continue doing her thing, like being slightly crazy to the point where like she'll constantly have haters who give her money. Because they're always looking at her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously still have fans. So mm. I think what Sully's been doing is good. I like what she's been doing. Um, you know, acting, being weird, releasing weird but good music. 
showing so. up on variety, that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Keep doing that. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So, yeah, if you, if you have any thoughts on um, sort of the recent breaking news about everyone leaving FX, um, yeah, definitely let us know in the comments if you, what, what do you think everyone's trajectory will be in the future, or how every how you think everyone will do. Um, yep. Eh, post SM. Yes. And I guess that'll take us into our last topic, which will just be sort of um, discussing, you know, our favorite memories, favorite songs, just, I guess, a sort of retrospective on FX as a group now that we can sort of finally, finally, you know, in some ways put them to rest as a group. Um, so I, I'll let you go first. So what would you say your favorite sort of, or what was your first memory of FX? Like when did you first get into uh, their music or just like their group? Okay. So FX was one of the, like the very first groups I ever found in K-pop because mm-hmm. I think FX is obviously kind of a natural progression from SNSD who yeah. are my first group because they're in the same company. So in my recommended, I'll get the same videos. Um, I think, I think the first video I saw from them was uh i want to say like pinocchio maybe because oh. i think it had just come it wasn't out. Lachita, it wasn't lachita it might is either lachita or pinocchio let me check okay. for, for sure because i don't know when those came out but i remember they were very close to each other 2010 yeah yeah like like danger came out or pinocchio danger whatever you want to call it came out in 2011 that was like yeah, that was their newest single. I'm pretty sure it was Danger was the first one I saw okay. from them. And I remember spamming the crap out of that one <laughs> when I first found it because it's really catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Danger, New ABO, uh, Lakshita, Chu. Those were the songs they had out. And then they, I think after that, they came out with, with Hot Summer, like shortly after. Hot, Let me see when exactly hot, that hot came summer. out. Yeah, hot Summer was also 2011, I think. Yeah, yeah, Hot Summer I, was also one of the first ones. That might have been the I, first comeback. I, I sort of paid attention to them, uh, or one of the first few I paid attention yeah. to them. Yeah, that song was also, like, that was also spam-worthy for me. <laughs> like, I listened to Hot Summer mm. a lot. Dude, FX mm. was one of my favorite groups back then. I mean, it still is. Same, they still are. Same, yeah. Yeah, it's just, they, they like, the impact that they made on the industry shouldn't be understated. And I know that's hard for people, like, people that came in, like, post like 2015 2016 it might be hard for them to understand that because they just haven't been around but yeah they were like you know all this weird shit that groups are doing now like one of the first groups to do that music Mm. in k-pop was was fx like they were doing weird stuff like way before it was popular to do weird stuff so yeah that's what they're known for fx is the experimental group yeah um, in sm if, if you look at every group that sm has now they're just super like what FX was doing sort of became the identity that SM built around. Like, yep. it's funny now because Soshi was like the aberration where they were the only sort of like traditional-ish K-pop group that SM has yeah, now. Where like everything they, that but they at the doing, same, like SNSD, well, they set the, sta- the standard. FX kind of broke the standard, yeah. I guess. Um, Which was a perfect sort of way to um, put them. And I mean, it definitely... What FX was doing definitely gave rise to what EXO was doing, what uh, Red Velvet eventually was doing with just yep. like the, how weird a lot of their music is and how out their NCT is to some degree. So they really were like a catalyst for just how SM approached group, like making groups after that. So um, yeah, my first memory, I guess, would be um, 
I think it was my friend Kim, um, who I mentioned a lot as like she's sort of the catalyst for why I got into K-pop in the first place. Um, like we were in our we were in our Adobe Illustrator class in like freshman year of uh, of college. Um, so we were just bored, like fucking around in class, because like I don't, I think we were just not paying attention or whatever. And she told me, I think, because she knew how much of a fan I was of well, so she and like I like that whole backstory of like how I went to a SSD, I became an SSD stand because we went to um, the Best Buy theater event. Um, <sighs> I so wish I'm so yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I, I didn't, I didn't know what I had at the time, and she knew that like my favorite was Jessica, and then she mentioned, oh, did you know Jessica's sister is also in a K-pop group? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Really? So then she showed me Lachata, and then I got a little started looking even more. I looked, I listened to, I spammed like the entire new ABO like album, like to yep. death, to death, because I hadn't. I, again, this was before the era of streaming and Spotify, so I had to go to, like K two N blog to download it and everything, and it was in like fifty six K quality, so it sounded like uh, it got put through like a washing machine or something like that. Um, See, I was listening to like everything, like 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 Lachata, New ABO, um, like Hot Summer, and I I feel like sort of my peak red um red velvet um my peak FX sort of like following was when they came out with uh, Electric Shock. Like I, now Electric Shock was the first comeback of theirs that I followed like very heavily. Like I I saw teasers, I saw teaser like images and everything, and like it's funny how like influential of a song that is now. Like, we're just, like, everyone... Or Electric Shock was the catalyst for a lot of people getting into K-pop. Yep. Just because that, well, that was one of the very rare, um, like, pre-Gangnam Style, or around Gangnam Style era, um, just breaking out songs. Because, I mean... Yeah. They did... Remember well, that I mean, whole... For people, for people who got into K-pop through Gangnam Style, that would have been the very one of the very first ones they would have... Yeah, yeah. ...come across, like, FX, Electric Shock... G Dragon, uh, like Crayon had just come out. Yeah, like Fantastic so that, that Baby had just come out. Yeah, uh, I am the best was the was the year before. Um, let's see, the boys from SNSD, like all those kind of stuff were like recent, and people would have come across those first. Yeah, so, so yeah, it like, was it, it, like Electric Shock really was sort of like it took FX to a completely different level in terms of what yeah. how like crazy like that that was probably like the early you could play like, trace like the earliest traces of that sort of like electronic style um at least in modern K-pop so um yeah. and no like they, remember that had they had that whole was it like funny or die video with Anna oh, Kendrick, yeah, with Anna Kendrick. Of all people I love that. <laughs> like again this is before like would you take it so like everything for granted now like interactions between like american like celebrities and k-pop idols like yeah that just blew my mind i was like what anna yep. kendrick and then like that point like, if you never seen it you have to if you guys never seen it go look up the clip it's like because it was right after the first um oh god was that I think. pitch perfect movie came out so yep. the part where sully just like do the t- do the cup song do the cup thing <laughs> yeah yeah victoria is like she like slams a cup on the table. She's like, "Do it!" <laughs> <laughs> like that was that. Like that was like the most like we've ever seen in terms of interaction or just like mainstream recognition of what K-pop was at that t- point. So it was it yeah. was insane just seeing that. Like so that's like FX just has so many vivid memories of just like my growth and history with K-pop that like it shouldn't be understood in that sort of way. So I think I think FX was the very first. Uh, Korean artist to perform at South by Southwest also. Yeah, that would make sense because they were. I know they do did a bit of touring. So 
It's really um, interesting how FX was a lot of at the front of a lot of uh, penetration into the West, which is interesting because usually they're they're thought of as group. kind of a uh, secondary group, I guess. In yeah, some, they would do in some cases. Like in Korea, they play second fiddle to um, Soshi yeah, yeah. most of the time. So yeah, so it was interesting that they tended to uh, you know put a lot of firsts in like as far as Western uh, penetration goes. Mm. Um, I think maybe because of their like electronic style, it's kind of yeah, uh, familiar think, yeah. to a lot of pop listeners. Even though they did experiment with a lot of like weird sounds, I think mm. they weren't super like so offensive that people would not like them. I think it was just like they sound cool and like I think most people would like it. I guess is the, yeah, yeah. So what would you say why. your what would you say your favorite FX song is of all time? Okay, that's really hard. Um, you got to pick I'm one. Gonna go, I'm I'm gonna go with B sides just to uh, avoid like just basic answers, I guess. Um, all right, I'll do a B side and a title track. I think. Um, so for favorite B side is probably from uh, Four Walls. It's uh, Rude Love. I love that song Rude so love. much. Okay. Yeah, good, good, good I pick. love that song. Uh, like there's a lot of really good songs like rude love airplane uh like the whole pink tape album is fantastic i've got it right here in the background um standing up um as for title tracks i might have to go with just the classic just hot summer or electric shock i really Mm -hmm. love both of those i think they're iconic i think uh both of those are like essential listening for anyone who wants to know like the history of like older K-pop if they're a newer fan. Mm. Um, yeah, like basically their last three albums, uh, Four Walls, Red Light, and Pink Tape, those are they're all just, gold standard. Those are albums. some of some of those are like the best K-pop albums to have ever come out in the history yes. of K-pop. So yes, yeah, so good. Uh, also, all mine, honestly, their last song that they came yeah, out with, all mine, so too. good. Yeah. That was my summer song in 2016. No, that was before we got like the influx of Amber singing. So I was just yeah. like, whoa, Amber singing. Uh, yeah. That back when it was still mind blowing. So for me, I guess it'd be like just overall favorites. It'd be a tie between um, Airplane and. Uh, yeah, Airplane's Go- awesome. And Goodbye Summer featuring Dio from EXO. Like mm. that is a super underrated song and just in terms of like how good it is. So um, yeah. Yeah, basically like. That pink tape, uh, that pink tape album again is probably their. That's their. That was their magnum opus in terms of just like peak. Yeah, I I pre-ordered that album. Peak, I, uh, I got it right here. I still got the paper insert that came with I it. I got everything. It. I should get it before it becomes <laughs> too much of a collector's item. But yeah, do I it. mean, I mean, in terms of singles, I guess just uh, probably Electric Shock again, Hot Summer. I do I, I do have a soft spot for like La Chata. Also, something I have a soft spot for, and I will continue to die on the hill for, is. FX's rendition of Chocolate Love, which is superior to SNSD's. No. It's superior. <laughs> Sorry, but no. <laughs> I will die. I will go to the grave. I will go to my grave whenever that may be, insisting that it, it, the FX version is just so superior. Because again, I just. Maybe it's just because I was so. There was a time in my life where I liked FX better than SNSD because SNSD was very much entrenched in their sort of traditional K-pop style. And then we were getting this crazy sounding stuff from, from uh, FX and like. It's just so much more interesting, and you get a like a rap break from Amber and everything. It's just like if you put a gun to my head and made me choose which one to listen to, I'd listen to the FX version. 
do we really need to put a gun to your head, though? <laughs> like, I, don't get me wrong. I still like the SNSD version. I love it. I I love the idea of, like, that's that's the, the era K-pop was in back in the day where, like, singles were CFs, essentially, because Chocolate Love was a yeah. single or, like, a CF for um, the LG Chocolate, like, sli- sliding phone type of thing. I think my sister had one of those. So, um, yeah, it was... So, yeah, I, that's still one of my favorite sort of things and just, like, how they interacted with each other. Uh so I guess Man, talking about FX just makes me miss old K-pop again. Yeah, because <laughs> I go I feel through like the it, I go through this like several times a year. I'm just like I, I miss know, I miss old K-pop. In so many ways, FX defined old K-pop. Just like they yeah. were. I, I I do like. I know a lot of people might be thinking we're gassing them up, but that's how influential of a group they were for their era. So. Yeah, I mean, like, definitely for me, like, even just recently, like, I've been listening to a lot of Boa recently, like, all, all of her stuff from 2000 to 2003, even, like, I wasn't even into K-pop back then, but <laughs> you weren't, I you still weren't even just, alive then. <laughs> yes, I was, but like I two still years just, old. <laughs> yeah, I was five when Atlantis Princess came out, <laughs> but anyways, like, it's just, I don't know, it's just, I feel like ever since BTS, there's been a turning point in the style of k-pop that it's become it's just different it's just different yeah, like it's, it's a, a turning it's point moment eras, yeah. and uh you know the part that the the era that i came up with came up in i guess is kind of gone yeah, so we both came up yeah. in like the t- early 2010s era of k-pop and second in many gen, ways second third gen in many ways that's sort of what defined k-pop going forward like that's when you really started to establish what sort of tropes and concepts and ideas yeah. were like that's what that's what like this current generation of k-pop was built off of so yeah just yeah yep. it's different and uh, yeah we, we definitely miss it to some degree so i guess I before we or before we sign off we can probably just talk about like favorite moment or something like that or i don't um, know just like I'm, what was your favorite moment uh regarding okay, like whether uh, it be like a live stage a comeback like anything with the members or whatever like favorite yeah, moment I, having to do with fx I have one last thing to touch on on the last topic is um, with FX specifically is I think they starting to do more of the experimental stuff um, with Red Velvet kind of like, I guess, pass they kind of passed the baton to Red Velvet, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, I just want more of that in the current landscape with uh, right now kind of. A lot of stuff being kind of cash grabby, I guess, with certain trends. Well, because yeah, pretty uh, much almost every group, uh, almost every new girl group is you're either biting from you're either biting from twice or you're biting from black or pink. Black <laughs> pink. <laughs> yeah, it's just yep. it's it's either or at this point. So yeah, yep. you FX is sort of like that sort of last outlaw type of thing in terms of like unique sound and i mean again in some ways yeah. they did pass that off to red velvet and unfortunately red velvet doesn't get much popularity outside of the u.s because it's just too unlike those thing like those two groups so to be honest i kind of i kind of wish uh k-pop's um popularity would kind of plateau in the west for a while just so that i don't want it to stop growing completely but just plateau for a while so that they start trying things that are new because the current strategies aren't working anymore. I, I don't know. I think the cat's kind of out just, of the bag. Like, even if the yeah. Western success stopped, they'd just try their hard. they just double down on what they're doing now yeah, to sort of just, recapture Western success again. So, yeah, it's just, it's changed now, and we just sort of have to accept that it's just different, like, how they do yeah, things. I just feel like we're in kind of a valley, I guess, at the moment. But we'll uh, we'll start going back uphill soon. 
Not that I mean, anything's lot, bad. This, Not that anything's bad. Good. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. It's yeah. just uh, as far as the overall landscape, I don't think there's any huge innovations at the moment. Is all. Well, because so. yeah, most of the innovation has already been made, so it's just sort of refining upon it. So yeah, anyway, best yeah. moments. Uh, best moments for FX. Um, man, that's kind of hard. Because I know you pay attention to like variety and like I don't know, just like appearances more than I did. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Sully um, eating your cat. <laughs> no. Oh my God! Yeah, that was a great moment. <laughs> I remember it was like right. It was not long after she left. Like I was like, I saw an, I got an Instagram notification. It was like, oh, Sully is streaming right now. I was like, okay, sure, I'll catch it. I'm not doing anything. I was watching it, and then all of a sudden she started like chewing on her cat's ear. <laughs> I was like, Sully, why are you eating your cat? And then it became like an infamous moment. I just happened to have caught it live. Yeah, you <laughs> like, just happened to turn on to it. Like, you you just happened to turn on to history in the making. So. Yeah, she was like favorite, literally chewing on her cat. Favorite mem- favorite moment from when the group was still like five. <laughs> yeah, lie. so um, I don't know about maybe if it was a moment just from them, but like just discovering them in general, being mm. in the... Like, I don't know, being able to follow them in their prime, I just think that was just such a fun Yeah, like, in, in so many ways, we're lucky that we got to see, like, FX in their prime, because people, people, like, that are new only just get to listen to us old people talk about yeah, like, back well, in even, my day. He, well, even Cooper, like, this is one of his favorite groups, but he, he, never, he didn't start liking them until after they were yeah, gone. Yeah, that's the, that is, like, that's, like, the original sin for Cooper, that he... He's burdened with liking a group that he never got to experience in person or just like yeah when they were active so yeah, yeah it's that just kind of sucks man that fucking sucks like like FX is legitimately like one of my top groups of all time oh yeah they I put them up there with like in terms of like how much I love that group yeah with SNSD Red Velvet obviously SM staying here but like yeah. I'd put them with SNSD Red Velvet uh 4 minute um let's For see me, 21 I'd put them up there groups? with 21 and Soshi like that, um, they were, they were, yeah, they like were one just, of my, like they're, they're, they're the know, second they're or third iconic. group I got into. Yeah. 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 It, it, they're, they're, I just, their influence shouldn't be understated. So I guess for me, my favorite memory would probably be from, um, Mama 2015. So this is right around the time when Four Walls came out. So they perform at Mama and this is the rare, like for whatever reason that year, Mama was streaming on, um, OGN, which is the people that do like League of Legends um, oh, gaming. in Korea. Yeah, so it was streaming on Twitch. So you had Mama with Twitch chat. How amazing oh, yeah. is like I I miss like I'm so sad that it doesn't get it doesn't get shown on Twitch anymore because like Mama with Twitch chat was insane. Um, <laughs> like though, because it was uh, I think Victoria was doing a Chinese drama at that point, so it was just Crystal uh, Luna and Amber. So the whole. During the whole four walls performance, the Twitch chat was just spamming three walls, three walls, three walls the whole time. <laughs> I was dying. It was so bad. Three walls. Love is three walls. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Um, <laughs> and then they have like a random ass collaboration with freaking Pet Shop Boys. Oh uh, yeah, remember? that was yeah. so because they that were doing, so like, weird. They were like they were lit, like, they were they were the lit original electro pop. Was that originated? Was that the same it? year that they did a collaboration? Uh, Cran Pop did an, a collaboration with the What Does the Fox Say? Guys? I think that was the, was year, that the before? year before. That might have been the year before, but no, oh, that, was that was probably so the year before. Weird. But yeah, like they, that was the weird Western collaboration of the year where like uh, FX um, Three Walls FX. I'll never did forgive what collab. happened the next year. Uh 
that's another story. But yeah, that was probably my most like memorable moment. Just seeing like Twitch chat and FX and just that yeah. sort of thing. Like that's yeah, that's probably one of my favorite moments I've ever had. Like as a K-pop fan, just like watching all of that unfold live. And yeah, yeah it just so happened to be with FX. So. Let us know in the comments what your favorite memories of X, FX are, what your favorite songs are when you first discovered FX. Um, yeah, and just any thoughts you have on just them disbanding, like how much you love the group, or if you wish you sort of got to know them before uh, their, I guess, decline or downfall, that sort of thing. And yeah, it's definitely it's a group I'm gonna miss for a while. And you definitely, please do like definitely like look into their discography if you haven't. There's a lot of good stuff you're missing out on if you haven't already. Yep. So, All right. Yeah. So uh, I guess that was the show. Uh, thanks for listening this week. Um, let us know your thoughts on CLC's new symbol, single, uh, Simon oh. Dominic's unfortunate album. Uh, and also, like, your thoughts with FX. Um, you know, was this expected for you? What are your favorite memories? You know, standing FX, following FX, listening to their music. Um, and yeah. I think that's pretty much everything. Yeah, um, we I, we should probably go back to normal in a week or two with Nate when Nate comes back from vacation. Oh yeah, because now I actually have a stable setup. I have my own room. I don't yeah. have any. I don't have to rely on other people to be quiet or anything. So yeah, yeah we should. We, and in a few weeks, we'll be starting. Uh, hopefully, if everything goes to plan, we'll be starting a new um, produce cast style show with Queendom. So that should be fun. Uh, I guess plan for now is it'll be me, Nate, and and our one of our mods, Sam, will be covering Queendom, and then you and Baron will do Daybotcast. Is what the sort of tentative plan will be. So uh, definitely I don't look think I've been on the that. show with Baron yet. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fu- that'll be fun. Um, so look forward to that. Um, no concerts in the near immediate future for me because I'm still I'm saving up for a trip to Japan. Uh, yeah, that does it for our future schedule. As always, join our Discord. Uh, please subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash trulydaybok if you want to see more of our videos. Listen to us on yep. Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Rate us, please, so we sort of get more exposure. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that that does it for episode... That's it. What is it? 136. 136. Almost to 150. Yep. So, take us out with your usual... Whatever you say. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you liked it, please subscribe. Uh, if you're audio listener, same thing. Um, you know, comment your thoughts. Correct us if we're wrong on anything. Uh, join Discord. Smoke Show Lit. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Stay electric. Stay mucho or stay throbbingly electric. Robbingly. Now I need to go listen to Electric, Electric Shock again. That's such a good song. Okay, I'm gonna oh, go yeah, listen I'm to watching, it. I'm watching. I'm watching a stage mix of Pinocchio right now. <laughs> <laughs>